The voice that you're hearing now in studio, no, it's not uh, the band that's coming up after 2.30, but rather the voice of content creator. She, uh, she's a celebrity stylist, fashion and entertainment commentator, um, and that is Hosi Mudisani, also known as Crazy K. That's the name that we've been accustomed to, mm-hmm. and also Hosi over the years, but Hosi Tzile, birth name. But what's great about uh, and why Hosi is here is that the soap brand, the personal care brand, the beauty brand, Lux South Africa, has announced its first non-gender conforming uh, influencer, and that is our dear guest today as the latest brand ambassador. So from time to time, uh, Lux has done this, but this time around, they really have um, done this in an extremely inclusive way. They've taken an extremely ex- inclusive stride uh, by choosing uh, uh, Crazy K, Hosi, as one of the faces. A wonderful development. Congratulations. Thank you so much. You've been sitting with this since last year. Since? 2018. 2018. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and then the news was only released uh, in March this year. So it was it late Feb, um, early March. Yeah. Yes. So I've been sitting with it for like a very long time. Yeah. Did it scare you at first? It did. Mm-hmm. It did. Um, like it still does, actually, to be honest. It's an overwhelming thing. Like I, I wake up sometimes and I'm just like... Is this me? Yeah. You know, um, if you had asked me in 2017, did I ever think this would happen? I'm like, no. Mm, mm. You know, yeah. I'm sure even maybe if we asked when you were a teen, when you were, you know, much you younger. As a teen, maybe I would have been like, yes, because I was really like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm going to do everything. Yeah. But I think with life, as you grow, you realize like, the world is not as as peaches and cream. Like it's mm-hmm. not all, you know, whistles and bells. So a lot of things happened in my life that kind of hindered my spirit. But to get to where I am today, yes, it's been worth it. Yes, yeah. and I've known you. You what? You've been in this industry for just under ten years, working uh, on different platforms yeah. with different shows over the years and different roles. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and sometimes you think you know people, um, or maybe you've put them in a, you've framed, you've written their story for them, mm-hmm. right? In your own mind, you filed them a particular way. But then when you get to really hear what, uh, uh, how someone identifies, uh, what their story and their journey has been, you know, you realize that you actually don't know. We walk past each other, we engage with each other, but mm-hmm. we actually don't truly know what uh, uh, is happening with, with all of us. Yeah. I think for me, it's been, um, more than anything, it's been a personal story. Yeah. And a, um, a, a, like self-realization on, on its own. Like I myself had to be reawakened to myself. You know, um, growing up, I had ideas of who I was and what I wanted. Yeah. And as I mentioned before that, you know, while growing up and going through life's changes, you know, things happened, but it's, it, it literally took losing my mom and losing my grandmother, the two most, my pillars, mm-hmm. you know, I lived, I gave everything of myself to make them happy and to just, you know, and when they died, I just thought to myself, okay, right, now that I've lost, like my worst nightmare has come to life, how do I make myself happy? And I had to go back to the drawing board and realize what it is that made me happy and what who I am. Yes, yeah. yes. You know, I remember a piece that uh, you wrote. I had to go back and find it again. You wrote for The Citizen mm-hmm. um, and you were reflecting on Moonlight, the Ooh, Oscar winning film. I'm never going to forget that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just love it? 
Loved I think it. that was the most. Um, that was me just when I watched that movie, and I saw like the representation. I just thought so many people mm. live this life, mm-hmm. you know, and they were able to to depict it so well. So me writing the review was literally me writing seeing yourself yeah it's just like oh the this story, is what, the life of the character you know yeah yeah, yeah yeah so you say that it tells your story growing up in the east rand you know from the opening scene of the movie you write that i was taken back to a time when i was a little boy growing up in the east rand township with the secret which i couldn't share with anyone so if we go back you were born a boy mm-hmm. and you're transgender but you prefer to be just described as gender non-conforming yes. And what happens with the prefix then? Because people don't respect people's choices yeah. for the prefix that they select. So it's mostly uh, she or they. Okay. Yeah. Not he ever. Never. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So was it uncomfortable being in the body of a boy growing up? It was. Um, it's, it's, it's just those things of having to realize like you, you're not the same, like you're not, you want to do things, but it doesn't allow you. Yeah. Like life, you know? Yeah. Mm. So it, was, it, it, it was very tricky growing up. I mean, I never went to the bathroom in school. I never um, um, changed in front of people. I never, there are things that I just would never do, mm-hmm. you know? And, and probably because I just felt so uncomfortable and just did not want to be associated in that kind of circle. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, it's also at a time when Casta Semenya, uh, uh, this judgment came oh. through on Wednesday, right? Yeah. And it's caused a lot of reflection because when it comes to women's bodies, particularly black women's bodies, when it mm-hmm. comes to the bodies of gender non-conforming individuals, uh, it, I don't think that there's any other, they, 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 are there any other worse examples where bodies are so scrutinized? Where you are reduced to your body. Your body. Yeah. Yeah. Which it, actually strips you of so much more about your own humanity. Yeah. I think, you know, with all, with the whole Custer story, it's, it's sad, it's saddening because people are going against, like the, even the judgment is, is, is criticizing a choice that she doesn't have in. Like she was born this way. Mm, you know mm, what I mean? Like it's, mm. it's, it's, it's different when I, Go rob a bank. It's a decision that I made consciously. But being born a specific way yeah. is I have no say in it. Mm. You know, and um it's it, it's really sad, but at the same time, like I even tweeted yesterday to say, for me, it's the fact that we have she's she's managed to stand at the forefront and stand for it and say, This is who I am and this yeah. is what I am. Yeah. And um Regardless of the, the verdict, I think she's always going to be um, a hero in my eyes. Absolutely. Yeah. Me too. I mean, the fight that she's fighting is is, is for everyone who yeah. has had uh, uh, their identity or even who they are, the entire humanity and being, yeah. being placed under such deep scrutiny. Yeah. You mentioned your, your mom and your late grandmother, mm-hmm. your late mom and, and grandmother, that you did everything for them. Yep. So... What what does that exactly uh, mean? Um, well, with God's to my mom, I lived vicariously through my mom. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I did. I I controlled like my mom's hair. Um, fa- like I used to do her makeup. I used to do 
um, tell her what she, what she should be wearing. <laughs> she, if she was going to um, a conference, she'd send me pictures. I'm like, don't wear this, wear this, wow. do this. You know, I'd buy my grandmother's clothes. So that's where the styling flair yeah, came up. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I'd, I'd, I just, um, I lived for the men. Like I had all the products I had, um, because back then I, I worked at True Love mm-hmm. and I was part of the, um, I was a beauty assistant. And working there, you'd get all these gifts. And the first person I'd always want to give would be my mom. Like mm-hmm. I once gave her this like Chanel um, face mask that she used. And I, when I gave her, I said to her, um, Christmas, mm-hmm. your birthday, mm-hmm. Christmas, and special, auspicious <laughs> events. Strictly. Strictly. <laughs> yeah, fella. Strictly. <laughs> <laughs> and she sent me a text once and she was like, um... The Chanel is finished. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, okay, let me go see how much it is. And I walked into the store and I was like, tell you what, babes, that was that was Christmas. That's it. Yes. <laughs> so were they your biggest defenders, your biggest advocates and protectors? Definitely. My grandmother especially. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my grandmother always um, would, would, would stand out for me and stand up for me. And my grandmother knew who and what I am before. Not before I knew, but... While I was in the mix of just understanding, she was the one who said, listen, this is you and go forth and conquer. Like every achievement that I I, I received or I got, I worked worked towards in my schooling um, career, she was there. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd look in the crowd and she'd be there shouting, you know, Try, like she'd give everyone a shine. Yeah. My grandmother's one of those people. Like they'd call maybe Azania. She's like shine, yes. and then they say Jose. She's like yeah. shine. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. why don't you like clap for everyone? She's like, I don't know them. Mm, I don't know them, <laughs> but I know my Jose. Yeah. So she was a huge advocate for you. Very much. Because so. I'm sure when people would try and question and say things, not here, Baba. So yeah, no, definitely say, not here. Definitely. Not with my even, even, with, even with like my style, because. And the funny thing is, I, just, I I sit sometimes and wonder where I got this bold personality. Because growing up, I used to be like very big. Like I was 13 and I used to be like a size 40. Wow. So imagine trying to still be stylish, <laughs> you know. And um, I mean, my grandmother would always just be like, oh, yes. Like, okay, mm. is this what we're wearing now, you know. Mm. And um, she would always just look at me and just like, wow, like. So I'm sure when things are like that, in spite of what society says, if you have this at home, mm-hmm. then you can literally, you, you can overcome yeah. the judgment, the criticism, the name calling, um, just the, the, the criticism of, of broader society. If you have this kind of support at home. Definitely. But, um, as I said, it was, um, I, I had to first make peace with it myself. Yeah. So I had to deal with the, um, the world before stepping into the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to then be my own worst critic and I had to say these things to myself wow. before they could. I mean, if you say it to you, then it won't, it won't have an effect. You know, if like, um, people like, if I always say if, 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 um, you're plus size and you say, I'm, I'm a plus size woman. If someone else is going to call you plus, it's not a shock. Mm-hmm. You've embraced it. It's who you are. Mm-hmm. So I first had to deal with who I was and what I was at the young age and therefore giving me the strength 
when somebody else called me anything, it was just like water under my back. Like, please tell me anything else. Like, yes. come at me. Come at me. Come <laughs> at me. <laughs> yeah. uh, and when did you first start standing up for yourself? I've always stood up for myself. Yeah. Um, wow, I've always. I, I don't remember a time when I I did not. I, mm. In fact, there was, <laughs> so this one, t- I used to get bullied back when I was, I think I was in grade six. But I was being bullied by the school, you know, the naughtiest kid in the school. Yeah. Um, and he also, like, was my type of guy. Like, he was tall, he was dark, he was handsome. Wow. So I was just like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could be a victim or I could enjoy oh. the attention. <laughs> I mean... You know, then, and, and I think as, as time went on, he'd realize that he'd, he'd try to stop me and I'd actually be like, no, yay. Mm-hmm. Like, that, don't mm-hmm. do it, but please do it. Mm-hmm. Like, give me your five minutes. Cause it, it, you know, and I think that's that, what made him stop eventually. Yeah, eventually we became good friends. Like we yeah. would tease each other and whatever. But I think when, once, once, um, you advocate for yourself, you can't really, the world can't really, Absolutely. you know, it doesn't matter what the next person has to say. Yes, yes. And I think it disarms. Yeah. Just listening to you now, like it just had a penny drop that it disarms whatever yeah. the other person no, definitely. could potentially yeah. bring. And I always say to people that, um, especially people who are still deciding or, you know, um, coming to terms with their sexualities or orientations, it's just, you need to first come out to yourself. I don't mm-hmm. think people need to come out in public. Like, you, you know, I don't see straight people saying, hey, guys, I'm straight. Yes. But I do think that you need to first admit it to yourself. Mm-hmm. And once you've had that conversation. Have the acceptance. Yeah. Then the world is your oyster. Yes. You know, you can literally go forth and conquer. So what's this been like? Because now you're under the spotlight. You are... Now advocating for so many people who might not have that voice, people mm-hmm. who identify with you and your journey. Um, and then therefore that means that there's an added load. There's a responsibility there that there you is. now have a space that you occupy as someone who's expected to lead and show the way. Um, I think the one thing I've, I've, I've always done is I've always wanted to run my own race yeah. at my own pace. Um, and never wanted, I never wanted to be. An advocate, like I've, everything I've done in my life has been solely because I wanted to do it and it was right for me. For you. So, and I think that's what true leaders are. Like you, you know, if, if I'm going to look up to someone, it should be someone who's actually saying, I'm living my life the best way I can Mm -hmm. and not trying to compete with anyone else, not trying to do anything else. And I think, um, the spotlight is hard because now dating is such a mission. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, such, such a, a worry, mission. really. Oh. <laughs> I know it is because I've been single for like for, forever. Yeah. And it's just like now with you everything else. Tell me else, from your varsity days that you've been single since your varsity days. But you know the story. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now it's even worse because now, I mean, the other day... um I met someone and they were like, Hey, aren't you, aren't you like a millionaire? Like with all that lax money. And I was just like, Oh, child. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, you know, I, and I want to, I want to like switch off. Like at times I just want to stay and just go back to go me. Go back to just you, private yeah. you. Um, and what's your work going to entail? I'm sure, of course, there is the beauty side of things. Is there advocacy involved? Um, there is. Uh, I'm working together with, um, the other foundation. Yeah. 
Great organization. Great, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're, so we're currently planning um, these dinners that are going to take place um, regularly and these um, with the aim being fundraising for okay. organizations outside of um, South Africa and around Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically what's going to happen is we're going to invite maybe 10 people. Either we do five prominent people with their plus ones or we do individuals. Okay. And you come in and, you know, there's like a gourmet meal prepared by the chef. Um, you can either choose to be the host. So if you say you, we should come to your house, we'll come, you know, make it. Oh, and then the guests make contributions towards exactly, that effort. Exactly, exactly. And, and I'm, good, I'm glad that you're advocating for uh, others across the continent because we're fortunate in this country to yeah. have, and yes, we still have a long way to go, a long way to go. We know that there is a waiting list for people that are transitioning, the, the idea of changing your very ID. Yeah. It's, How's it's, that process been for you? Mm. You have no idea. Like it's still, it's still, it's still a challenge. You know, it's still a challenge because I go to the bank and they're like, mm. hmm. "Are you really?" Hmm. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, with the ID from back in high school. This is me. You know, and yeah. fortunately, because my picture, my I haven't really changed much on my face. Okay, it's just when they see like other things, we just like. Mm-hmm. So, how is this? Yeah, because now the yeah. box still has to be ticked as mail. Yeah. Yeah. But not and anymore. Not anymore. No, no, no. You've no. managed to well, change that. I'm, I'm uh, literally, I'm, I know, I'm, go, I'm fighting the system. I'm just like, yeah. this is what I feel and this is what I am. This is what I will do. And this is what I'll do until you wake up. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, and I know, like I was saying, that there's a waiting list, there's an entire process that your life kind of sits in a limbo mm-hmm. um, until these issues are resolved and you do need politicians a state that is progressive does that influence your political outlook at all when you think of what's been achieved in this country the positioning we have considering what what else is there on this continent and even in western countries uh, yes it does Yeah, but also I do feel like I'm always looking for authenticity mm-hmm. I'm, I'm one person I get Pulled by how authentic people are trying to like are when when relating to specific topics. Right. You know, it's great to when when we're campaigning to say, oh, we inclusive for all. But are you really mm-hmm. like in your cabinet? Who can we identify with? You know. Um, but even the level of understanding that it can't just be rhetoric. Yeah. It can't just be sloganeering or for the sake of being exactly. able to have bullet points to say yes. this is what we stand exactly. for. Exactly. But that you actually understand the realities and the experiences of yeah. people. And I think for me, it took me meeting um, uh, Ricky Hosidao, mm-hmm. who's from Botswana, mm-hmm. who's also a transgender woman, who was fighting the case to move her to change um, genders on her, her legal documents. And her story was so fascinating. And I, wow. I just thought to myself, why can't I do this? Like, why can't this be me? Mm-hmm. You know, and excuse me. And, and and I think for me, it's taken meeting strong people like that, that have then um, built me and, and encouraged me and motivated me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to fight the good fight. Oof. But slowly but surely, as you say, we still have a long way to go. I mean, go. one brow at a time. <laughs>
<laughs> Let's not forget that it is one of the things that you love. <laughs> Fashion, styling, just a beautiful, be- the beauty style yes, of things. So everything. This is a perfect match, a really great match. And I think it's very brave on behalf of uh, uh, of Lux. Mm-hmm. And we are demanding that our brands nowadays uh, stand for the things, for our values for as well. Exactly, exactly. Because at the end of the day, you know, with, with um, the campaign being... Um, more than you can see. Yes. You know, they wanted to also redefine the perception of woman. And even when I joined, I said, okay, guys, what's the story? Like, how are we going to, um, not sell, but what are we going to say about me? Like, what am I doing? Because mm-hmm. this is what I feel I need. And this is who I am. And this is how I see it going. And they said, on board, let's go. Yes. You lead. Yes. You know, and I think working with a brand that um, is not trying to change who you are or make, or conform mm-hmm. you know they just like be you that's mm-hmm. it you know um we chose you for a reason yeah the the the, um, the perception of woman is just so broad you know and i think that's what they're trying to do they're trying to show the world that woman does not you know is is a woman is everything you can be woman yes anyway yes yeah and we must be able to uh explore the complexity and not be okay with just the binary exactly. that we've built over the exactly, years. Exactly, exactly. Jose, it's been great to have you here and congratulations once more. Oh, thank you We're so much. We're looking forward to your role <laughs> and the involvement that you'll be having with, with Lux. Um, I think what they've done is fantastic and it continues on as a, as a heritage brand, as a legacy brand that is quite bold and they're leading by doing what they've done. Uh, and it obviously amplifies the space and the voice that you're able to have within public discourse and shaping people's opinion so enjoy the ride enjoy the ride it's it's nerve-wracking thank (laughs) you thank you so much that was crazy k that was uh hosi mudisane the first gender non-conforming influencer for lux south africa